Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. Here is uh, Charles W. Dracunculiasis Bryant. Ticket How you doing, that. drunk? That sounds like my playa name. It is. Sort of. Playaappreciate.com. I wish I could remember what that name was. It was so good. Oh, it was Sweet-tastic Bryant Trump. Is that it? Sugar-tastic Bryant Trump. Sugar-tastic, that's it. Bryant Trump. Yeah, that was mm. Chuck's pimp name as, uh, as it as it's appears on playerappreciate.com. I love that you can generate a player name. Yeah, it it's is pretty cool. God bless the internet. Uh, Chuck, speaking of the internet. Yes. Our parent company, Discovery's uh, channel, Animal Planet, um, has a cool website. Indeed. That they launched for their show, Monsters Inside of Me. Very cool. Which has uh, inspired us to do a couple of Parasite podcasts. This is two of two. Yeah, number two. We just did um, Toxoplasmosis. Yeah, and i got to say, we were excited about this stuff. <laughs> sure. It's Occasionally cool we'll get requests to do things, and we're like, oh, I don't know. Should we do that? We'll turn them down, and they'll threaten to fire us, and then <laughs> we'll march into the office with a gas can and a lighter. And yeah. It goes down like that. But this one is cool. Yes. Monsters Inside Me. Cool show. Yeah. No, everybody on staff pretty much threw in for this thing. Big time. And uh, happily, actually, because, yeah, it is a cool show. That's a cool graphics. It's just gross. Yeah, it is. Um, And if you're eating uh, lunch or dinner right now, we might advise you to wait until later to listen to this. I actually was eating a sub while I was researching uh, leishmaniasis. Tapeworm sub? No, that's the flesh eating. I know. Oh, was it a tapeworm sub? It was undercooked meat, so yeah, probably. Um, anyway, we're talking about parasites and apparently pimp names and, uh, let's get into it. We're talking about three really gross ones and technically we should say four cause I want to give a shout out to my favorite and Chuck also, I should probably <laughs> say anytime we do a segmented, um, podcast, Chuck likes to time me cause he's a big fat jerk. I don't like to time you, but if we want to get to all three, we need only have a certain amount of time. And so I'm going to go ahead and hit start on my new iPhone. Okay. Well, uh, Dracunculiasis. Ah, you jerk. We were supposed to do leishmaniasis. Oh, yeah, leishmaniasis. Sorry, yes. man. That's what we're starting with. This is the flesh-eating parasite. It is. It's, it's affectionate, affectionately known. Tropics, subtropics, and southern Europe. Yeah. So it, we're safe for now. Well, unless we travel to one of these countries. True, which you were prone to do. 
I yes, I am want to go to certain places sometimes. Yes, we are. Uh, you are. But yeah, there's a lot of people who actually um, suffer from leishmaniasis. Estimates are, are about 12 million infected worldwide. Uh huh. And 350 million at risk. Yeah. And uh, about 2 million new cases each year. Right. And they're expecting this to go up, Chuck, thanks to our friend Climate Change. Thank you, Al Gore. Right. Um, because as the temperatures increase, the uh, area where the sandfly which is can live yeah. uh, increases as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's the sandfly, which I wasn't familiar. I, I think I had sandfly and blackfly confused. But, luckily, blackflies don't spread um, leishmaniasis, sandflies do. And these are actually about a third of the size of mosquitoes. Yes, yeah, so you don't and even know. And their bites are relatively bit. painless if they're, if they're not pain-free. Right. Um, so, yeah, you don't know that you're being bitten. And you certainly don't know that the, the saliva from this uh, fly has actually just transferred um, some larva of this parasite into Gross. your bloodstream. Yeah. And, you know, I should point out, too, you said that global warming was, is one reason this is on the rise. Uh-huh. Another reason is because of our shenanigans in the Middle East. Yeah. Because it is, that place is lousy with sand flies in Afghanistan and Iraq and the like. So yeah. they think a lot of our personnel over there may, may be getting infected and uh, bringing it back. So, mm-hmm. so leishmaniasis, Watch out. mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chuck, uh, actually, the the concentration of where these cases are popping up is concentrated in just a handful of countries. Yeah. Old world and new world. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, there, places like Syria and Brazil have the vast majority of these cases because right. this is where the sandfly lives. But like you said, traveling, conquering, Tourism. these things can, can, can transfer. Tourism and conquering. Yeah. <laughs> Leishmaniasis, right? Uh-huh. So uh, there's actually two kinds and a subkind. The subkind's my favorite. The cutaneous is my favorite. Is it? Because I want to describe the sore. If you have the cutaneous uh, leishmaniasis, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get a sore on your skin. <laughs> what happens is as follows. <laughs> and uh, this is so gross. They describe the sore as ending up looking like a volcano. So it's got a raised edge and then a central crater, a little meaty central crater right in the middle. Do you have leishmaniasis on your breast? Uh-huh. That's gross. And uh, some uh, some of the sores are indeed covered by a scab. And they can be painless or painful. Painful. Your breast is? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So my favorite, Chuck, if you'll allow me to take over for a moment, please, is mucosal or mucocutaneous. Uh, yeah. This is the stuff that like, you see photos of when you type in flesh-eating parasite, right? <laughs> yeah. What happens is, is uh, you, you get a cutaneous parasitic infection, and uh, it can spread to your mucous membranes, e.g. your lips, your nostrils, that kind of thing. Basically, the prominent features on your face get eaten away. Mm-hmm. Did you Google image any of these? Yeah. Yeah. So, so were you only. eating at the time? No, I was not. And it I is, have not since. It's amazing. Like, the people missing their noses. I saw one where it was a close-up of this guy's nose, and somebody had tweezers and was just kind of pulling it. And it was a still photo, but you could tell by the way it was being pulled, it was basically like jelly. Wow. It's gross stuff. Uh, but that's they actually clear up on their own eventually. Um, that's the good news. We, we read an article from the CDC describing leishmaniasis, and I was disconcerted to find, you know, under the how do I treat leishmaniasis, they're basically like, well, it goes away on its own eventually. Basically, like, there is no treatment. But it said it could take months or years. So right. do you want a volcano uh, scab on your forearm for years or that thing yeah. <laughs> on your breast? No, you don't. Gross. Uh, and there's a really dangerous one, though, called visceral 
Yeah, that can kill Yeah, so tell us about that, Chuckers. Yes, Josh, this is the nasty one. This is the one that attacks your liver and spleen, and I think it enlarges them. They yeah, swell your, up. your spleen actually can become larger than your liver, which ain't supposed to happen. That ain't supposed to happen, and yeah. even your liver. And uh, it is, <laughs> No, uh, my liver's shrinking and hardening. Oh, is that what happens? Sure. Okay, so your liver's like a California raisin. Pretty much, point. yeah. And then nice. Not the dancing kind either. No, the dying kind. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll kill you. It will. And like That's you said, it is nasty in that it is uh, dangerous. It's not as nasty as um, uh, mucocutaneous leishmaniasis, but it's still pretty dangerous stuff. Right. So you want to know how, how this, uh, this, parasite, uh, this parasite's life cycle occurs? It's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, let's hear it. So you get bit by a sandfly, right? And the parasite actually is taken up, it enters the bloodstream, uh-huh. and it's taken up by um, macrophages, which are a type of white blood cell. Right. So they're living happily and protected within the macrophages uh, where they're reproducing, and eventually they cause the cell to lice. It erupts. Uh-huh. And they're, all of a sudden, all these new um, Parasites are released into your bloodstream, so and then they're taken up by more white blood cells and so on and so on. So the process keeps continuing, and they start multiplying exponentially. Wow. Yeah, which is also how it's flesh-eating. When, right. it, when it's attacking these cells, it's, it's lysing the cells in your mucous membrane or around right. your, uh, or like on your forearm or something like that. Or uh, in the case of visceral leishmaniasis, your internal organs. Right. But like we said, don't worry about it. It'll just go away on its yeah, own. According to the CDC. Eh. All right, change your, press the timer, man. We're done with this one. Okay. So that's leishmaniasis. Yes. <laughs> on to. Okay. Number two. Uh, Dracunculiasis. That's a good one. Yeah, this one's pretty awful, too. It's a, this is really sad. Commonly known as the guinea worm. Yeah, this is really sad because it affects the poorest of the poor in the world. That's the bad news because it comes from drinking uh, unclean water. Mm-hmm. The good news is they have largely eradicated it. Well, There's five countries that are stubbornly hanging on to guinea worm infection. But, dude, we're talking, um, let's go back in time to 1986. I'm in the 10th grade. You're in elementary school. If Yeah. You're drinking behind the elementary 86, school. 86, I was 10. I was in the baseball carts. Yeah. I was into... <laughs> I was drinking behind <laughs> the elementary school. <laughs> uh, I was into Defender and Van Halen. Awesome. Um, so 3.5 million people uh, were infected every year back then. And now, let's go back a couple of years to 2007, when I was into Defender and Van Halen. And I was drinking behind <laughs> the elementary school. Yeah, that's scary. Uh, only 9,585 cases were reported. So that's awesome. And most of those were in uh, the Sudan and Ghana. So clearly some work to be done there. Sure. So now we should talk about how di- gross this is. This is a very, very gross, gross parasite. This is the worst one, I think. What happens is uh, it, it's generally taken up through a tainted water supply. Right. A year later. <clears throat> yeah. That's what was so frightening. Is you drink bad water on vacation in Ghana, a year later, all of a sudden, you say, hmm, what's that blister on my foot? Yeah. Well, the uh, Tour Ghana Tourism Board is going to be really mad yeah, at you. I'm sure they the are. Uh, Greater Ghanese um, Chamber of Commerce is going to be after you, Chuck. Right. So go ahead. Hey, everyone. The Easter Bunny is coming early this year. That's right. Easter is Sunday, March 31st. And with free in-store pickups, CVS makes it easy to get everything you need for brilliant baskets and happier hunts. You can find delightful toys, Peeps-themed egg decorators, pre-filled Easter eggs packed with goodies, and so much more. So hop to it and get your order fast with free CVS pickup. Visit cvs.com Easter for details. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. All right, so uh, basically, uh, what is it, water fleas? are easily infected with these parasites. Yep. And they show up in uh, unsanitary water. Mm-hmm. You you drink this water, uh, you get a couple water fleas in, or you can conceivably just drink the larva, right? right. Yes. Uh, the larva travel down to your intestine where they lodge. They can pass through the intestine, which most parasites can. Right. Um, and then they grow. Right. Well, the stomach acid, what I thought was interesting is it does not kill it. It, it kills, kills the water, water fleas, fleas but yes. leaves the parasites. Yeah. Thank you, stomach acid. Right. So, uh, yeah, the parasite sticks around and it grows and grows and grows um, to about two to three feet long. Yeah. Or 60 uh. to 100 centimeters long um, over the course of 10 to 14 months. And it's just the females that grow to this adult stage, right? Yeah, and they said it's as wide as a cooked spaghetti noodle. Yes. Three feet long yeah. in your intestine. Yeah. And uh, it's gross. That's not the worst part, though. Our guest producer, Lizzie, is about to hurl. She is about to vomit. (laughs) I think we should make that our our mission today. We should. Okay. So um, you've got this three-foot-long live spaghetti noodle that you can clearly identify as a female uh, detached from your intestine, and then it migrates to the skin. And here's where the beauty part begins. Yeah. So a blister of out there? oil forms uh-huh. on the site where the worm's about to emerge. Yeah. And pop goes the weasel, the worm starts to poke its head out. Yep. And uh, basically, you look down and you have a worm coming out of your body. And here's the tricky part. What, getting it out? No. Oh, okay. So uh, if you haven't picked up by now, parasites are arguably the most intelligent things on the planet, or at the very least, the most tenacious. The boil or the blister uh, where, where that's, that, that occurs at the site where the worm's about to emerge, mm-hmm. actually uh, the pain associated with it is alleviated simply by dropping it in water. Yeah, this is... Uh, Contact with water triggers the guinea worm to, to release yeah. this milky white substance, which is actually millions of larvae into the water supply. So the water supply is now tainted, and the life cycle begins again. Right. So you're in the you're in Ghana. You're feeling uh, bad. You get in the river because it makes it feel better, and then all of a sudden, everyone downstream is getting this milky secretion of eggs. Yeah. And they get infected. Yeah. Just so gnarly. It is so okay. Again, CDC says, yeah, really, the best way to do this is to have a clean, sanitary water supply. So uh, the treatment for this is actually just preventative. You just make sure that a population has a uh, clean water supply, right? Right, which is what the Carter Center has been working uh, so hard for all these years. That's odd to mention the Carter Center out of nowhere. <laughs> well, no, the Carter Center, they've been doing all this work. Oh, they have? Yeah. 
Since when? Trying to eradicate uh, GWD. Oh, did they help with that drop from 3.5 million to less than 10,000 cases in about 10 years? You got it, buddy. Bro. Huh. Well, way to go, Jimmy Carter. Did I not mention Carter that? Center. No. All apologies. Oh, okay. So the the Carter Center is working on eradicating the guinea worm. Sure, among other groups. Gotcha. World Health Organization. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so we've got we've got it down. But let's say that you do have a polluted water source, and all of a sudden you have a three foot long cooked spaghetti noodle coming out of your leg. Yes. In a boil. What do you do, Chuck? What do you do? Well, one thing you can do, Josh, <laughs> is you can pull it out. And you can only do this a few centimeters at a time. Mm-hmm. On a daily basis. I'm glad I read this because if I ever had this, I would yank that thing and pull it out from my intestine in one long piece of spaghetti. Woof. Uh, but apparently you can't do that. I imagine it would break off or something and cause an infection. You just make it mad. You don't want to make a guinea worm. No, mad. you They're don't. They're tough. So what you do is you wrap it around a piece of gauze or a small stick a little bit at a time. Every day. Every day. For and several weeks. For several weeks until it's out. That's one thing you can do. Or... It can be surgically removed clearly by a trained professional, but we're talking about the poorest of the poor in the world, and mm-hmm. they can't—they don't have access to this. Or you can just blow your head off. Well, that's another option. Sure. Um, the the big problem with guinea worm disease, or when it was a real real problem, is that um, it is a uh, it's a disease of poverty. Uh-huh. But it's also a cause of poverty. It is because if you have a three foot long cooked sp- spaghetti noodle coming out of your leg. Um, you're pretty much temporarily disabled yeah. until that thing comes out. You can't farm. No. You can't take care of your children. Right. It's very sad. So it does have an economic impact that just, it's a cycle, man. It makes everything even worse. It does. But luckily, again, we've largely eradicated it. Except yes. for Ghana and Mali. Right. Asia is completely others. clear of it now. And they yep. used to have a problem with it. All right, Chuck. Well, then uh, turn off your timer again, buddy. That was a good one. I thought so as well. Are we leaving this part in where you're actually manipulating the timer? Yes. We'll find out, huh? On to tapeworms. Tapeworms. This one is pretty common. The big finish, uh-huh. Everybody knows tapeworms. There's that tapeworm diet, which actually is real. Is it really? <clears throat> We're not endorsing that, by the way. No. Okay. I'm just big on uh, calorie-restricted diets. Sure, and knowledge. Uh, even Chuck won't let me uh, endorse that one, but still. Uh, this is. We chose this one because it's actually really interesting um, the study of tapeworms has revealed a uh, change in understanding yeah. of human evolution. Big deal. Or at least uh, parasitology. Yeah, we always thought, humans always thought that we, you get tapeworms from animals. Thanks a lot, cow and pig, for giving Stupid us tapeworms. Pigs. There's some research that's been done that actually turns the tables, Josh, and in a switcheroo, it looks like we may have started the whole thing and, wah, give, wah, yeah, wah. and given it to the animals. So sorry, right. pig. Sorry, Not cow. only did we domesticate you for slaughter, we also gave you the tapeworm. Yep. So tapeworms, uh, known affectionately in the medical community as tania, uh, there's uh, tania solium, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. That's distinct from uh, tania saginata and tania asiatica. Nice job. Thank you. I worked on pronunciations like all day. You did great. Uh, Sa- uh, Saginata and Asiatica both actually, for their life, so- life cycle, require an herbivore in there as an intermediate host uh-huh. to get to their definitive host, us. The carnivore. Carnivores. Right. Does this mean a vegetarian or a vegan wouldn't be infected? You would think so, but look out for Tania solium, which will right. get anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very broad range, including yeah. dogs, it said. That's very sad. Right. Well, yeah. Once we domesticated dogs, mm-hmm. cows, pigs, 
you know, again, we thought that that's when we started getting tapeworms. Right. Actually, tapeworms go back as far as about 2.7 million years. Humans or hominids have had some sort of trouble right. um, with all of the retching and the pooping and stuff like right. that. If you believe that kind of thing. Yeah. That we've been around for 2.7 million years. If you believe that hogwash. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, everyone. The Easter Bunny is coming early this year. That's right, Easter is Sunday, March 31st, and with free in-store pickups, CVS makes it easy to get everything you need for brilliant baskets and happier hunts. You can find delightful toys, Peeps-themed egg decorators, pre-filled Easter eggs packed with goodies, and so much more. So hop to it and get your order fast with free CVS pickup. Visit cvs.com Easter for details. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. <laughs> so, Chuck, um, let's talk about tapeworms, what they do, how they do it, what they look like. Uh, all right. <laughs> We're talking about intestinal tapeworm infections. A lot of times uh, they're not detected because it's pretty mild, symptom-wise. Mm-hmm. I, I assume that one or both of us has a tapeworm right now. Exactly. Can I tell you something? Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. So I'm actually a big proponent of high colonics. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I learned so much. They are mood changing. Really? And you have to get two. And also, anyone who goes out and gets a high colonic, make sure the place you go is ultra sanitized and insist on watching them sanitize the machine. So Jerry's House of Colonics is probably not where you right, go. Especially not our producer's Jerry's House of <laughs> yeah. Colonics. I mean, she's tidy, but I wouldn't right. accept a high colonic from her, right? Um I was. I got a high colonic, two of them. The second one, it was like I was a brand new person. I literally felt reborn. Really? But the guy who was uh, running the place was telling me about a customer. They, it's so perverse. They have this table set up, and it's like a doctor's exam table. Uh-huh. Um, and you have certain things sticking certain places, um, and then a <laughs> tube. Doctor Frankenstein going. Oh, sure. <laughs> you have a tube going out. Right? Out. And then there's mirrors uh. showing the whole thing. So you're seeing all the stuff. Okay. One guy had to call the, the, the owner in who was telling me the story. And he had stopped up the tube. And uh. they went in, removed the tube, got it out. You know what it was? It was a fist-sized ball of worms. You're kidding. The guy had had no symptoms, had no clue they were in there. Oh, my God. Uh, and all of a sudden, a fist-sized all of worms coming out. Well, it's pretty clear why the Discovery Show is called Monsters Inside Me. Yeah. A fistful of monsters Good inside time. of you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So high colonics equal getting rid of worms sometimes. That's um, my that's my little aside there, Chuck. Yeah. I'm going to Jerry's House of Colonics right after this. <laughs> you should. So, Chuck, how do we get these uh, tapeworms that come out in fist-sized balls? <laughs> well, there's different ways, Josh. Um, 
it's usually you can get it through eating uh, food, but there's uh, there's a little disturbing asset to all this is fecal matter has to be involved. Yeah, I saw in this article that you could get it through intimate contact, but if fecal matter has to be present, what, yeah. what is that? I don't know. And, <laughs> and you out there in podcasting can make your own call there. But uh, if, let's say, you were uh, preparing some food and... Um, you had poop on your hands. There was some poop or something involved. There was poop involved. Yeah, then, then you could get it. And I know undercooked pork, I think, is one way that you can get the... Uh, the which one was it? The uh, T-soleum? No, is it? Uh, I, th- I thought so. No, yeah, it's often found in... I think in... the only one that doesn't require an herbivore. It's the well, other it two that it's does. Well, it said T-soleum is often found in raw or undercooked pork. Huh. And is therefore called the pork tapeworm. Gotcha. Well, that's pretty definitive. It sounds like it. Yeah. Or at least that's what Dr. Uh, Hoberg says. So what, one of the things I found disturbing was this. So you know how tapeworms are segmented? Yeah. First of all, they can grow up to 65 feet or 20 meters long. That's disturbing. And they're heavily segmented. Mm-hmm. Each segment can contain up to 40,000 eggs, larva eggs. Unbelievable. Right? Um, these eggs can actually live 25 years out in the open. So if you poop somewhere, like in the desert, uh-huh. at age 25. Right. If you go back and visit your poop in the desert <laughs> 50. at age 50. Wow. If there were tapeworm eggs in there, you could conceivably eat them and start it over again. That's crazy. Isn't that gross? That is. And if you swallow these eggs, Josh, uh, the larvae can um, actually penetrate your intestinal wall and lodge in an organ or form a cyst. Well, yeah, they 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 can form brain cysts. They can also right. attach. They can attach to any organ, including your eye and right. brain, which can cause. They've said they've linked it to blindness and uh, epilepsy. And insanity. And insanity, I would Se- um, Seizures, yeah. Uh, what else is there? Um, paralysis. Uh-huh. Um, a, a lack of um, equilibrium. Yeah. Like vertigo, dizziness, that kind of thing. Right. It's bad stuff. It is. So, so uh, stay away from uh, dirty pigs. And don't cook if you have poop on your hands. Yeah. Just get somebody else to cook. That's it's a good not rule that anyway. Important. Maybe go out to eat. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. So is that it on tapeworms? Yeah, we already covered the part about how it turns out we infected livestock, right? Yeah. Sorry, pigs. So that's three uh, three gross parasites. Again, I want to say, I want to give a shout-out to my favorite, oh, which okay, we didn't right. cover because there's actually a dearth of uh, information out there on it. It's called the human botfly. Botfly. Oh, yeah, the botfly. Did you read my blog post on it? I did. I did you watch it. the video? I did. Isn't that awesome? It is. So the botfly actually doesn't sting or lay its eggs or spread its larva directly into humans. It uses um, mosquitoes uh. to do it for them. So it, these flies actually capture a mosquito mid-flight, lay some eggs on it, and then the mosquito flies around with the eggs until they hatch into larva. Once the larva hatch, the mosquito um, plunges its uh, proboscis into... A human mm-hmm. or any any mammal, I believe. Into me. They're Into constantly you. on me. So the larvae are actually transferred. They go under the under the skin, uh-huh. sit there and eat your fatty tissue uh-huh. for uh, several weeks. Uh, and then finally, uh, a maggot emerges from your skin <laughs> and falls off and goes into the soil where it burrows in, in, until the pupa. It, it, then that's the pupa stage, and then it emerges as an adult botfly. That's the wrath of Khan. Yeah, and there is no treatment for it. Also, people who have these things, they they as they grow, they stay close to the surface. Uh-huh. So if you there, it breathes through your skin, right through a hole in your skin, um, and if you cover it up, you can feel the maggot 
moving underneath your skin, wow. people have reported. Why was this not in the top three? Because there's not that much information on it. Uh, okay. But we're still talking about it anyway, okay. buddy. True, true. Um, and then the, the only way to get rid of it is to actually pop it out. So if you go to the blogs at HowStuffWorks.com, you can uh, – I think you go through older posts and you find one on the bot fly. It's uh-huh. probably a couple of weeks old by the time this, this podcast comes out. And if you're into parasites or that kind of thing, we get would help. definitely <laughs> – that's one thing. But while you're getting help, while you're filling out the uh, requisite insurance forms, you should probably check out um, Monsters Inside Me on Animal Planet on Wednesdays at 9. And Chuck and I don't hawk just anything. Like, this is a cool show. Yeah, cool and gross and just, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. And, and I know you are. You and and again, that, <laughs> that website. <laughs> you're abusing our listeners, Oh, Chuck. they love it. Um, uh, that website uh, for Monsters Inside Me has uh, one of the great writers on staff here at HowStuffWorks.com, Robert Lamb. Dude, bunch Ro- of work by him. Robert's one of my favorite guys. He rocked it out. So, yeah, so there you go. Three gross parasites plus the bot fly, and that means it's time for listener mail. So, Josh, I'm just going to call this listener mail from two dudes. Uh, <laughs> someone took you to task on Superman. Did you read those? Did we, Did we only get two? Well, we had a few people write in, but I'm going. I'm going to read Thomas. Like really, ultimately, Chuck, I don't. It's gotten to the point where I'm not sure why I open my mouth unless I'm <laughs> definitively sure I know what I'm talking about. Because I tend to say the exact opposite of what's true. I know, but you know that's uh, that's part of the show. You know, people like finding little tidbits that we get wrong. It's becoming the crux of the show. No, no, no. These you are think? these are little tidbits. This is this is not high science here. It's about Superman, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, hi guys, I've been listening to your great podcast for a while, and I love them. I've never sent an email, but I felt I needed to correct something. In the Earthquake podcast, you said Superman lied to Lex Luthor's girlfriend, I believe it was Miss Tessmacher. Uh, not true. Superman did not lie. She made him a promise. She made him promise to save her mother before stopping the missile headed for California. He reluctantly agreed, and she removed his kryptonite necklace and flew to Hackensack, New Jersey, to save Miss Tessmacher's mom. After he pushed the missile to space, he turned around to see the second missile hit the San Andreas Fault. So sorry, Superman did not lie. And he even says, uh, in his own words, Lois, I never lie. That comes from Thomas from Harvard, Illinois. He's uh, dogmatic and inflexible. He may have toxoplasmosis. (laughs) I think he does. Uh, And this is from Anthony. Hey, Chuckers, listen to the new podcast on Twinkies. He didn't address you. I thought that was rude. No one does. Well, because they think that you don't read the listener mail, and in fact you do. Yeah, I get the listener emails too. You just don't respond and read them on the air. You right. clear that up. Josh okay. reads everything. Yeah, thanks. So, hey, Chuckers and Josh. Oh, he did say that. I just missed it. Uh, <laughs> that was a whole lot of unnecessary. Twinkies reminded me of a time in the early 90s when I worked at the State News, Michigan State's University's uh, independent student newspaper. We go we Spartans. Had, we had a weekly junk food cookie day when we would all chip in a buck or two uh, multiplied by a staff of 50 or 60 and get heaps of sugary and salty snacks. Wow. While gorging ourselves uh, on Twinkies, we had a debate about their shelf life. We took some gaffer tape, one of your favorite things. I love gaffer tape. And uh, stuck a two-pack up on the inside of a locker, intending to leave it for as long as possible. For over three years, we watched the Twinkies disintegrate into heaps of powder. But never during our experiment during, uh, did we see any mold visible. Uh, we eventually threw away the package, and I have not eaten it since. Huh. comes from Anthony. Well, Anthony, that's Michigan State alum. Yeah. What year did he say? Uh, he didn't. Well, he said early 90s, so he was, he was, he was my age. Yeah. We were grunging it out. Old. 
You cried when Kurt Cobain died, didn't you? No. Well, if like Chuck, you cried when Kurt Cobain died, you can send us an email about that to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, everyone. The Easter Bunny is coming early this year. That's right. Easter is Sunday, March 31st. And with free in-store pickups, CVS makes it easy to get everything you need for brilliant baskets and happier hunts. You can find delightful toys, Peeps-themed egg decorators, pre-filled Easter eggs packed with goodies, and so much more. So hop to it and get your order fast with free CVS pickup. Visit cvs.com Easter for details.